Hey everyone, my name is Dave Nixon and welcome to the Peak and Flow podcast. Today I'm going to talk about a little addiction, addiction to helping, that is. I was trying to think about the best way to articulate this subject. Now, it was a subject that we spoke about, funnily enough, on our um, Moments webinar uh, the week just gone. And so it was brought up in this uh, in this concept of someone wanting to protect their energy, so to speak. And what I mean by that is in how much they're giving it to other people. And so this in itself is a really, really interesting conversation. And a lot of the time, it can be really difficult to ground examples or what's going on in the inside to our free giving or energy of energy or things of that nature. So I'm going to give you a couple of frameworks today so we can go with these types of behaviors. When we peel back the intent, it may be speaking to these types of patterns of thinking and therefore how this relates within um, a particular identity structure, for lack of a better word. However, when we look at the addicted to helping, what we're actually seeing is potentially somebody who gives and gives and gives, but they never feel appreciated, right? Now, you may know of someone on social media that complain about they're always there helping everyone else, but when they want help, no, no one's around. It could be this type of thing. Maybe you feel like that even though you don't communicate that, or maybe you know someone that feels like that even though they don't really communicate it. It's this idea of helping everyone else and that, they have somehow this, you know, innate knowledge of what other people need. And so they they really jump at it and try and make sure that they're constantly helping other people. What's really interesting with this is that even though it comes from this positive intention of helping, what it really is, and this can be a hard pill to swallow, is that it's actually feeding a particular, well, identity, but condition that they have on their own worth you can hear it in the in just in the simple framework of i give give and give and i never feel appreciated so because i'm giving you should make me feel appreciated there's a condition that i've built up on the inside that by helping you whether you ask for it or not and if you ever had a friend that continually helps you almost to the point where they get in the way it's actually the opposite of helping but they want to help right it's this really difficult yet clear as day challenge where people constantly want to help to be a good person yet it's such a such a weird balance because so often the more that we help the less that we help because we might be helping in the short term but in the long term we're also making people weak like this whole idea of in a nursing home never do something for somebody in a nursing home that they could do themselves because the more that we do for them then the more dependent they come on that and the sooner they die. It's, it's just a metaphor and analogy, but it's the same thing. Now, I had a client, I think I mentioned this in maybe an earlier podcast or maybe I mentioned it on the Moments webinar, and he was talking about like, you know, it's really important to him to help and to, to, to be seen to be a good person. Yet what he did is that he would want to jump in and help people through their struggle. And I'm like, the metaphor I gave him is called a therapeutic metaphor is I'm like, these, it's like you're on the gym floor, and as you're watching these people get towards the end of their set, their working sets, and they're starting to struggle, which is where they get the most damage. But when that repairs, right, when they learn the lesson, that's when they recover and learn and grow. As they're struggling, you come and, support and spot them because you want to help them. But what you're really doing is you're taking away their growth. 
And it's the exact same thing when we're actually over-responsible for other people. And this is actually what it feeds into is that it's this over and under responsibility in on behalf of wanting to help people, on behalf of wanting to be seen as a good person, on behalf of wanting to do the right thing. There's a whole range of things here, but commonly it's this over-responsibility out there which creates an under-responsibility in here. And this is why you might find that people that are constantly wanting to help get to the point where they just boil over and they go, fuck everyone, fuck this, you know, other profanities. Um, I'm just going to look after myself, you know, walk all over me, all these sorts of things. When really what they were looking for is actually a transaction. They wanted to be looked after. That's why they looked after everyone else. What they what they miss is a lesson that they actually have to look after themselves. And that's the, that's the number one biggest way that you can help other people is actually show the show the way to help yourself so that then as they help themselves, right? Let people struggle. Struggle's okay. As they help themselves, they start to own, right? They start to grow. They start to res- be responsible for the the challenges that they've worked through, the lessons that they've learned, and therefore their growth. And so, so often when we are attempting to be over-responsible, when we're attempting to be over-helpful, we're actually stunting that person's long-term growth. There's a difference between care and nurture, and both are relevant. Both are absolutely contextually appropriate. If we're looking at care, it's actually, think of like palliative care, right? It's kind of static, and it's not this, it's very different to nurturing. Now, it doesn't mean that care is bad or nurturing is what everyone should be doing. If I have a family member that has a broken leg and they can't do anything, then I'm going to care for them. I'm not going to necessarily nurture them. But as they start to come back towards health, then it's allowing them to be able to do the small things to get their independence back. This is an example of flexible, healthy responsibility because it's going to be adaptable. So you've got over-responsibility, under-responsibility, and then somewhere in between, you've got this healthy responsibility. Now, what's so crucial and important is... What's this on behalf of? What's the positive intention? What's my intention behind actually behaving this way and working with people and and having this level of healthy responsibility? Because if the person is fully able-bodied, right, and I'm constantly doing their dishes, I'm constantly cooking for them, I'm constantly, you know, putting their clothes on, they get used to that. Now, people that are over-responsible for other people, people that are over-responsible for other people get a sense of worth from that more often than not. And so what they end up doing is keeping under-responsible people around so they keep on continue to feel good about being helpful. But what we're doing is fundamentally keeping that person weak, right? And so it's this sort of real complex of being a carer. But if we really cared about the other individual long-term, maybe we would be approaching it differently, right? And it is, it is important because when we're over-responsible out there, like I said, we're going to be under-responsible somewhere else. And the challenge with that then is then we don't take care of ourselves. And when, when that's taken to an extreme, we see a significant large amount of health issues, um, of, of basic needs not being met. But also what they end up doing is that they end up, those individuals end up getting angry at people when they can't help them right because they in their eyes their worth is fundamentally based upon their use to other people and how other people perceive them to be useful and helpful 
And unfortunately, that person ends up using people that need help in order to feel good and feel of worth, right? That's a condition on worth. It's a condition on value. It's a condition on esteem that they probably learn early on in life because um, they, were, they were praised for being helpful and helping around the house or helping potentially a really under-responsible parent, right? Really interesting. And so... The the way forward from this is first catching it. What what where am I being over responsible, and what's that on behalf of, and where am I being under responsible then? Because the over responsible is commonly exceptionally obvious. Where's the under responsibility, right? And so as we move forward, building out respectful boundaries in the relationships that I've built out is going to be fundamentally important. I have this real simple chart. Uh, it's not really a chart. It's a diagram. Um, codependent patterns. And uh, I'll share it on my social media this week sometime. But with the codependent patterns, we see at the bottom this drama cycle, which is a victim, aggressor, rescuer. It's these three identities. And those three identities need each other to uphold their identity of being a victim, of being the aggressor, of being the rescuer. Now, we see this in many different cases within human relationships. Growing up in uh, a family, a split family that had domestic violence and alcoholism, and I definitely saw uh, direct members of my family in that sort of, now as an adult, in that triangle of victim-aggressor-rescuer. Funnily enough, the individual that would be seen as a victim and uphold that identity actually needs an aggressor and a rescuer to be associated with because if you take those away, then that person doesn't know how to be. They don't know who to be. They're so so, um, blended with their identity structure of, of, you know, being seen... um, and being acknowledged, which they might associate with being valued as a victim, that they end up becoming the aggressor when they don't have it in order to become the victim again. It's a really complex and nuanced situation. It's something that I reflect on because I observed it firsthand through from the ages of 10 to 18, really. And so in seeing that, we started to see this sort of over and under responsibility. But on top of that, it's this it's this blame, this identification, it's this um, limiting beliefs that main that keep us in that space, that maintain that space, and the challenge with that is that we never get to grow out of it. And this is why this this balance of healthy uh, responsibility is so flexible and nuanced because it's going to be contextually appropriate and based upon the conditions of the situation. And so let's look at that situation quickly because above that codependent pattern is dependent, independent, and interdependent, right? But in that space, it's neither good or bad about a codependent relationship. It's going, are you aware of it and do you know what it's on behalf of? Just the same as everything else that I discuss. Are you aware of it and do you know what it's on behalf of? And that's what we're pointing to with, are you choosing this? The self-awareness of it. And so somebody walks into my gym and they go, hey, I want to lose some weight. That is literally that triangle, right? That drama cycle. Not in the sense that that's what it's going to be forever, but in the person going, I'm a victim. I need some support. I need some help. Who's going to rescue me? I'm using these terms as real general terms. Now, if we are providing a framework for that person, and we're going to be inverted commas over responsible in the beginning to really make sure that we're supporting this person and building a solid framework for them to move to be dependent, independent, interdependent, then that's that's a very, very different approach than maintaining this codependent relationship. And we see it in the industry. I definitely see it in the industry. We're saying I saw early on of a trainer constantly telling the client what they should be eating, motivating them through workouts, you know, calling them when they don't show, pushing them through the workouts, um, giving them homework to do outside, running these short-term challenges, crash diets, all of these sorts of things. 
the challenge is that the person gets the results and then you remove the trainer out of the equation and the person goes back to their default. It was a codependent result, right? We didn't actually help that person long-term. There was no long-term growth in the outcome of that. And so what's really important then is being able to just see that and go, what role am I playing in this? And given that, how am I going to choose to show up in the future and how am I going to help myself and those around me build respectful boundaries, respecting me, respecting them, and that are future-focused, that are based on the way I'm going to continue to show up in the future. Now, given all that, this is really face, if you can hear my dog, he's at the door. No, I'm on a podcast, Pete. So it's really going to challenge a lot of people to move past this because they're facing their biggest fear, and that is that you're going to let people down. Commonly, people that are over-responsible really struggle with the idea of letting people down, which is in, in the the over-responsible, like you're, you're responsible for their feelings, for their emotions, for how, how successful you're not. That's their responsibility because if you're going to be over-responsible for all of that for them, you're fundamentally being unresponsible for you so much so that you're building conditions in order to feel successful which have to be based upon how the other person sees you. And so it's a really challenging, really difficult path, but one worth walking. And in order to do that, you have to face your biggest fear. What this all really comes down to is that what's in our realm of responsibility, our ability to respond, responsibility, that is our thoughts, our feelings, how we make meaning about our emotions, our behaviors and our speech. That's in our responsibility. As soon as we, too inner power, too outer power, as soon as we hand that over or as soon as we think we're responsible for someone else, that's as soon as we go into some over and under responsibility. And on that note, team, I'm done. Thank you very much for tuning in. If you found this podcast beneficial, it would mean the world to me if you'd pass it on to someone else that you think would also find it beneficial. You can find out more about our retreats and all our training programs in the, in the, um, the notes below. Otherwise, that's me done. I'm out. Until next time, peace and pizza. I'll see you soon.